0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Barry, and myself, Scott McNally. Today, we are joined by IFBB Pro Nate Spear. Just days out here. I think we're like a couple of weeks out now from the New York Pro. How, how long do we have it out, Nate? Seven, 17 days,
1: so yeah, 17 we're getting into days. The days now.
0: Hell yeah. Guys, all of our Programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for additional savings. And I want to say thank you to True Nutrition for supporting us. They're the first company that actually stepped up and sponsored our programming like long, long ago before we even had a ton of followers. They believe in everything we're doing. If you want to support us, shop with them. Use our code THINK. All right, we're going to get into this. If you guys haven't seen Nate, if you're, like, brand new to our programming, of course, we've had him on a bunch. Andrew Berry is his coach, uh, and uh, you guys are freaking killing it, man. I want to get into this thing. Where do we start, guys?
1: Uh, well, I guess maybe the off season because that's sort of where – I think the excitement lies within, like, the change in my physique. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different physique, I think, and it's – I think a lot of people are starting to realize that it might be competitive, you know, at this level, which, you know, is a pretty big deal.
2: Well, yeah, let's Um, backtrack just a little bit because, like, you know, everyone always – and you did have a long amateur career. But everyone thinks that, like, you had this really long amateur career. But you were, like, really good for four years, just barely missing that – placing that call whether it's at north americans at you know the second place and was it 2020 and then you know the third place at nationals so you're always right there at the cusp always right there um and you're improving then but i think the biggest thing is since you turned pro your improvements haven't like you know the law of diminishing returns i i really don't think that has applied to you yet in a sense that i feel like your gains have accelerated especially since turning pro so i think people would want to know A, what have you done differently? Or what have we done differently? Has your mindset changed um, since turning pro? And, yeah, just talk about those two things, really.
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely think, for me, it was uh, almost like a sink or swim type of situation after Boston. Because, for me, it was like I see so many guys that turn pro, but I don't really consider them – I consider, it like, that, like, like there's a real open IFBB pro, and then there's, like, guys that are just sort of sitting on the sidelines or, you know what I mean, sort of compete here and there, but they're not really doing much. So it's, like, there's a big gap between that level and then, you know what I mean, people that are going into shows and that are, like, competitive. So for me, obviously, I knew it was sort of like, okay, I'm either going to – I guess I felt like the pressure was on hmm. to, you know, make that jump to be <clears> – <throat> I knew I wasn't, like – pro level size yet you know so i knew that was i I definitely felt like it was more pressure because at the national level i felt like it wasn't really like i was getting like out muscled by a ton right so i was like so close where it wasn't really the main focal point it was just get better but maybe not as like as a, a quicker rate you know and now it's like okay like i'm 36 you know like there's not a whole lot of you know time um So I I definitely felt like coming off of Boston, there was definitely like, it was like a make or break type thing, you know, either I'm going to have a really big off season or I'm going to keep on putting on like two pounds, three pounds, you know what I mean? And maybe crack into the, you know, middle second call or something that type of, you know,
3: can I paraphrase and you tell me if I'm right or not? Yeah, I think because I think your humility is taking over. And and I respect that. I understand. But it almost sounds like you're saying, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a pro who turns pro and doesn't, doesn't do anything or sits, like you said, on the sidelines. I want to be, I want to make an impact. I want to be impactful. What do I have to do to get that done as quickly as possible?
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah? definitely. I would agree with that for sure. Um, I guess there's just like a, I guess like it is sort of like when you say humility i guess it's more of me like not having a whole lot of like self-confidence right so that's always been like a struggle for me so i've never been the guy that's like oh i'm going to go into any show and like smoke everyone or win you know what i mean like i'm going to put my effort forward as much as i can but i guess i'm never like i've never gone into like many shows feeling like okay i'm I'm, like the winner already you know what i mean right um so but i think that also too has helped me in some ways as well because I am sort of like a realist and I think sometimes you know um, sometimes like I you get a little bit ahead of yourself and it can be disappointing or you can burn yourself sure. out because you're not really getting what you're striving for I guess <clears throat> um, so I always look at it as like small goals and I think that's sort of how my whole career has been is you know to sort of work my way up the ladder so you know, at New York, it's like, I'm just sort of waiting to get in that first call out or maybe top three and then go, go from there. You know what I mean? So sort of work your way up. And then uh, I think, you know, I can get there at that sort of like speed because I guess like I'm saying is like, I feel like it's easy for me because I'm a low stress guy. Like, I feel like I can manage all these things pretty properly. And that's because of I guess, the way I think, <clears throat> meaning like I'm not, I am not—I don't get ahead of myself. Um, so for me, like if I'm going to I put the pressure on me, I have to win New York Pro. Like it's like some guys go into the pro debut. I have to win my pro debut. So for me, if I did that, I feel like that would be just detrimental to my own self. You know what I mean? So and it would just set myself up for, <clears throat> I guess, disappointment. Um, but it's not like I don't go in the show every every show trying to win, I guess. You know what I mean? Sure. Let me me, me throw
2: something in there. Let me throw something in there because, and I know Nate knows this. Nate knows that he has good genetics, like really good genetics, (laughs) but he knows that he doesn't have like those top 1% big Rami genetics or Brandon Curry genetics, where if they're doing the show and it's a regular pro show, they're odds on the favorite to win the show. And I think because of that, like he is, he's excelled his work ethic and his mindset to where some other pros that maybe are a little bit more gifted don't necessarily have that drive you know like nate was doing his vacuums like you know 40 weeks out as soon as the boston pro was over he was doing his Hmm. vacuum exercises you know doing all these little things that we're going to make him better pro a year and a half later from that point if you get what i'm saying so i i just think like you know there's this like this like scale or like you know you got genetics, you have work ethic, you have all these, other, you know, drugs, all these other factors. And I think Nate has really honed in on his work ethic, I, really, since 2016 when we met, you know? And I think every year, it has just continued, the dial's just been turned up a little bit more every single time, you
0: know? Here's some great progress here. So that's 16, 18, 19, and then 21. What kind of, what kind of weight difference are we talking there, if you can remember, Nate, stage
1: weight from from the you know, between um, those shots
2: which like 220 in, on in nationals in 2016 like yeah. 21 or something yeah
1: yeah 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 and then it was like 220 to 2019 was like 230 and then 21 was 240 okay geez
2: yeah no I- kidding I have to say, like, I really absolutely loved the 2019 look. Like, just even like the grainy videos when I watched the replays of it, like, yeah, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, it was, it was like, I don't want to say like throwback to like the old days, but it just, I don't know, like, plus the, I, I'm also thinking of that 2019 Nationals was such a hyped event because they did a they did a live rejudging at finals which oh wow never it never happens at, at these kind of shows and like the judges put them through like three four rounds again and like really were judging them so just the everyone in the stands was on their feet they, they were cheering for their guy whoever it would be Nate had a lot of people in the crowd rooting for him and it was just like it was probably one of my favorite moments of bodybuilding because you know you see people cheering for like the Olympians when they're on stage and it's really loud but to hear him like cheering for your guy and be yeah. in there and like like every muscle in my body was flexed and I was screaming. <laughs> I, was, I was standing next to Nate's girlfriend Abby at the time. We were we were like holding on to each other, like like if we could just squeeze a little bit harder, they're gonna move them a little bit closer to the middle. Yeah, it was just like one of those events and, and those times in bodybuilding that I know I'll never forget. Like it's probably one of my favorites. We didn't walk away with what we were looking for, but I think that show definitely solidified Nate on the map was like, okay, this guy's like a top five contender going forward every time. If he's doing a national show, be on the lookout for him. And, you know, within two years, the deal was done, you know?
0: And I think that was about the year we started following you, Nate, when when you started coming on the shows was around 2019. And yeah, you've just, and and you've, you've gained so many fans, uh, you know, on the podcast since then, uh, just because I think people appreciate that, That work ethic that you have you know i think you know like you said you recognize or you guys said you recognize that you're not like the the uh the big rami of the crowd so these pictures are super current these are just from this week um what's going on right now guys like where where are we at with this prep like what's 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 happening at this moment and what do you guys project you'll be doing between now and literally just a couple of weeks from now to get to the stage?
1: Just waiting on so, the ass to get to the party. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was gonna, I was, yeah, I was gonna say like right now we're in the final push. Um, I, okay. I foresee. This the by the end of by the middle of next week within the next six or seven days I think he will be quote unquote there and then it'll just be managing his look filling out a little bit pulling the cardio back so that he can peak properly I'm kind of anticipating not having to do hardly anything to peak him okay Um, you know at least nothing drastic Uh, I would love to get him in shape by like next week and have you know a good ten days to just pull the cardio out down to next to nothing pump the food up slowly like I like to do and just be able to like catch that second wind and peak by doing that. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like right now we're just waiting for his glutes to come in. It's funny because years ago, like his glutes would be in like 12 weeks out and then we were just kind of waiting for some other things. And uh, like his upper back one time was like behind his glutes, which is really weird. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Like it was, I can't remember what year, but, um, but yeah, we're just we're just waiting for the glutes, and they're like almost there. I mean, you can see we're we're and and, and don't get me wrong, a lot of pros would step on stage in this condition right now. You sure, know, I think we see it all the time. But you know, we've built like trademark conditioning. Nate's capable of it, and he and he wants to bring it with the newfound size and improvements that he's made. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Mm, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly it's not too bad. But I mean, I would say this this prep's been really smooth. But I would say now, like my sleep's been a little rocky. It's been better as of late, but, um, sleep's been a little off. So there's been a couple of days that were like, I was pretty tired, pretty drained. Um, and then like, just, you know, I don't know about you guys, but like when I'm like three weeks, four weeks out, I start getting like my, I think the like, recovery is not there and you get like more soreness from training. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just from the cardio and that kind of stuff, like just being on your feet, seems a little bit more, uh, more of a task. Right. So it's sort of getting to that point. Um, I'm definitely super hungry, but I mean, at this point, when you're this lean, I mean, you're going to be, no matter how much food you're eating, you know what I mean? You're just sort of, everything's on robot mode, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, the hunger is something Um, that's
1: interesting. Oh, go ahead. Training's been really good, though, as far as, like, my main goal this whole prep has been every leg day to have, like, pretty much a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 leg day, and it's been pretty much the whole way i've been having having that happen so it's been i've been really happy about that because obviously you know my legs came up um which i'm really happy about but also like for me you know through this prep i'm just i keep an eye on i guess i get a little bit not paranoid but i just do keep an eye on my legs as far as like as, how, how are they holding up as far as the fullness and the shape and because now that we're dieting down we're pushing cardio a little bit more that kind of stuff you know what i mean but they seem to be holding up really well. I mean, I don't know what do you think, Andrew. Uh,
2: your legs have absolutely held up perfectly. Um, I will say this, and and this is actually kind of a teaching thing um, for people listening. So, like his cardio is probably the highest it's ever been. I think probably maybe one time we did like two forty-five minute sessions, but he's been on like thirty-five minutes for two sessions for a while now. And I also want to point out, so he's completely changed his career to where he's coaching. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and I experienced this myself to where I used to have to do like no cardio for preps because I was personal training people on my feet all day. And yeah. Nate used to be in the kitchen, you know, managing people, managing a restaurant. You don't, it's really hard because you don't account for those calories that you burn because you don't feel yourself burning them. Right. Like it's just contributing mm-hmm. to your basal metabolic rate and your, and your neat. And, um, and so now like, you know, we got to do step goals and we got to do the double cardio sessions and all that good stuff. And, uh, but I will say that with all that, his legs have held up like just perfectly. I don't think, you know, I, I don't think he's lost any of the new muscle that he put on during this prep.
0: Yeah. That, I noticed that firsthand when I went from a real physical job to just sitting on my butt working at home. What What is the hmm. difference like in the food this year compared to previous preps where he had been on his feet?
2: It was really high, actually. Like, I would say yeah. we kept your food super high up until- Even this time, every 10 weeks. Week.
0: Wow. Yeah. Like, so maybe.
2: It, yeah. And, and even then, it was still, like, on the higher end, I think, even up until, like, six weeks out, I feel like. Um, it's just that we, we've really been pushing with it these last, you know, two weeks to try to get that last bit off and just seal the deal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I I'm trying to- I don't have your file open in front of me, but I feel like at, like, 10 weeks out, we were still at, like-
1: Almost
2: 5,000. Yeah, like 5,000 calories, like but, 400 protein, yeah. like 650 or 700 on the carbs. And we even kept yeah, your fats higher this year. Yeah, your fats were still in the 80s, I think, at that point, 80, maybe 90. Yeah,
1: 85 or something. Yeah, it's only but recently no, like, that we've really, really pulled. I feel like, though, Scott, like for that, like I still get in shit. Like that first like 15 to 20 pounds has always been very, very easy for me. Like just small food changes and it just sort of happens. But then – Obviously, to get to that sort of next level or, you know, once we get to like six weeks out, no matter what, we usually have to sort of turn it up like three times. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it gets there. It's just a shorter window for me, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: so we, you mentioned, you know, training still been really good. Are you still doing the same kind of training you did through the off season? the training that you use to build the legs or what's going on now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still doing the same exact thing. I just feel like. You know, I, I really um, held myself to that actually because I was like, well, my legs came up so much by doing this exact same thing. I should probably just keep doing that, right? So, um, and I have a really good setup. Like as far as like I'm really in love with this like, three on, three on one off, three on one off, and then my <clears throat> every leg day is after a rest day, and I felt like that's been a really really good response as far as a performance pumps, um, just sort of everything is is fresh and ready to work. Um and then a lot of our high days I would do I would do um <clears throat> the night before um those leg days and just obviously give me some life and that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So that was uh really nice so for performance wise. But I definitely really love having the rest day before the leg day. I feel I feel like that made a, a big difference this year too.
3: Hmm. Yeah. What does that three day rotation look like?
1: Uh so it's like It's actually a little weird, but it goes uh, quads, chest, tries, buys, uh, back, and then off, and then hams with a little bit of quads, and then shoulders, buys, tries, and then back. And usually, that other back day is more like width day, and then I do the the more rowing, that kind of stuff day. Okay. You mentioned I like uh, I like a lot of people might so. I don't like push days. Um, the general base ones, because I feel like it's just way too much for me. So with the chest and the arms, it's really not a whole lot as far as volume or too much in one day. Um, and then same with like the delts and the arms. And, uh, I feel like for me, chest and delts, like once a week is pretty good for the moment, but like, I might go back and do maybe a chest rotation where I might train it twice a week, right? So it's maybe. never like cemented in there. But. Right.
0: You said something a while ago that really resonated with me and it made a lot of sense. You know, a few years back, I really fell in love with push-pull legs and progressive overload. And, you know, it was just all, you know, just going as hard as I could type training as few sets as possible and I started realizing that there there had to be something more to that and as I was discovering the benefit of being able to add some volume into that too you had said something we talked about building your legs and you had said I recognized that as intense as I am there's probably a little more you know that I'm not able to get Mm -hmm. with my all-out intensity and that's where you found volume to be beneficial. So you started adding more volume in, and you had said back then that that was one of the big keys to improving your legs. So how does that volume look now, uh, say like volume versus intensity?
1: Yeah, so I I would still say it's the same. So meaning I'm not necessarily, my leg days probably aren't what they were four or five years ago, and I'm not like crippled after them, I guess, you know? um so if i would like sort of describe it it would be like okay i have some mild soreness from day one and two um nothing over the top you know what i mean so i feel like it's a good pattern as far as how i can recover and just train the next one but i am like i would say you know if i was going to rate the sets like my hard sets one to ten i mean they're probably like an 8.5 a nine you know so they're still pretty hard and uh, pushing as much weight as I can with, like, the best form I can. Yeah. My my thing with quads is, like, what I learned is I, I in, in my head before I go, I always tell myself, I want to make this set as hard as possible with whatever weight I'm using. You know what I'm saying? So it means, you know, slower on the negatives, you know, maybe some pauses in the bottoms, uh, not locking out on top, um, a nice, you know, three seconds on the way down three seconds on the way up just make it a little bit harder not enough where it's like super time and attention but it's just a little bit slower to really feel it in the muscle more um at least for me i feel like a lot of people when they say i can't feel something i always tell them to go slower and Mm -hmm. it's usually i find can do a lot you know
2: you also um made sure your range of motion is like as far as as wide of birth as, as it possibly can be i know you made that change in the last year
1: too oh yeah it made a big difference i feel like it really helped hit that top of the quad sweep you know where it sort of attaches to the hip so for yeah. me it really um sort of helped fill out that top part almost like it almost like makes it thicker on the hip almost where the the quad comes in and then obviously i don't know i think my VMOs just really respond very well but those blew up they keep just getting bigger and bigger i think <laughs> um and <laughs> then my you- adductors came up a lot too i feel like
0: What do you mean by that uh, when you guys are talking about range of motion? What do you guys, like, what do you specifically mean?
1: Before, I would say my range of motion was just barely at parallel. It's, like, just barely getting away with, like, being able to post it online type (laughs) uh, range of motion, you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, So let's be fair about that, though. Let's be fair about that, though, because... Your range of motion was never bad. I've trained with you for yeah. six or seven years now. It was never bad. It was never like he was never cheating reps. Sure. So, the, so the point I want to make is is that he just figured out how to go with that extra one, maybe two inches on, like, okay. your reps, mm-hmm. or you know, it, it all b- basically he ditched the ego that. Know Mm because we get into progressive overload, we get into wanting to post videos and pictures of us doing massive weights and and showing that improvement in the strength that we're doing. But I think he viewed it as wait a minute, like what's going to actually improve my quads? What's going to improve my hamstrings? And one of those factors was maybe I can get an extra inch in this leg press or
1: whatever Uh movement it might be. Yeah, so like even like I, for example, like I can make six plates on the leg press super hard with 20 reps, but they're full range of motion and they're a little bit slower. So like by the time I'm done, like my legs are like on fire, you know what I mean? But I don't really feel my CNS is quite as beat up. If that makes sense. Or like my overall body. It's really the muscle that is just so fatigued. You know what I mean? It's sort of my, I think is what I'm sort of going for, but no, I'm just, I think a lot of guys with weaker quads, they just have to go full range of motion. And then my issue was when I was coming up, you know, you watch the guys on muscular development and those training videos and, They're not really doing, like, I remember, you know, somebody's, you know, like, you know, Dexter Jackson and, like, you know, Sean Roden, you see them doing, like, they're not really, like, full range of motion, you know what I mean? Those guys have incredible legs, so it sort of confuses you, you know, and you're like, oh, well, those guys have huge legs, right? So, but I think there's, like, certain things that, you know, obviously certain people can get away with, so... For me, I found that if you have like weaker quads, I think really you have to go as maximal range of motion as you can, sort of like, as they say, hamstring to calf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with control, though, there has to be control. Like, I think a lot of people ask to grass and they like, you know, drop it down, like bounce out, you know, whole, like, that's not what we're going. This is bodybuilding, you know, like that kind of stuff. We're not really, we're going for like maximal. So what I'm trying to say is like, we want to make it maximally as hard as possible. So. Yes, full range of motion, but I don't want to actually let my ass touch my calves because there's that ten- that break of tension for a second. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be much harder if I stop right before that. And that's bodybuilding, right? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Because like, that's my objective.
2: This is what I meant by saying that you know, <clears throat> Nate realizing that he didn't have that top one percent genetics. Like we've all seen the videos of Phil Heath squatting where you might even call it a half or a three-quarter rep maybe with like, you know, and he's just bouncing up and down and his legs are massive. People like that with born with that top 0.5% of the genetic population can get away with that. And what I'm trying to say is that Nate introspectively looked at his own genetics and what he could do, what, what, what what paths he could take to try to come up with his shortcomings. And and, and that's what I'm talking about by thinking outside of the box like that.
0: I love that. That's cool. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think a lot of guys, too, they get in, like, something, whatever worked for them in the beginning, they sort of marry to it, and it's hard for them to detach from that sort right. of belief system or whatever, right? Like, you don't really hear of a lot of guys going, like, oh, yeah, I did, uh, you know, JP or, you know, DC training for 10 years, and then all of a sudden I was doing, you know, six days, uh, two, bu- you know, or whatever, you know what I mean, like high-volume training or whatever. Um, yeah. I guess a lot of a lot of people are sort of, they get sort of married to one way. And, and it might have worked for them for a while, but you know what I mean? They might, you know what I mean? Like sort of stuff obviously stops working, right? As we grow and get better and all that kind of stuff. But
2: I think a lot it's, of also people hard. Also. It's, it's
1: hard to, it's hard too. sometimes for people to, <clears throat> I have friends like this, so, and I was like this a little bit too, but it's hard to detach yourself, meaning like emotion from training sometimes. So a lot of people have to go in there and have to train every time balls to the wall. And that's what got them there. And that's how we do get there. All of us usually have to go through that phase, but there becomes a time and a place where you almost get in, you want to get in tune with your training, where you know, when to turn it on, when to turn it off, because that's actually, I find optimal growth is when you're more in tune with your recovery and you know, when to do it and when not to, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense? Yeah.
1: Cause yeah. I think there's has to be, you have to know when because you can't be on all the time right but then some guys can't go into the gym and just do like fluff stuff you know what I mean because it's like you know like when when Dusty talks about training arms he's like I hate training arms you know what I mean like that kind of stuff yeah it's like uh you know what I mean
0: yeah you got you have to have that that balance and you're you're right man I feel like we find something that works be a, you know in training or in diet or whatever and you know, we just keep riding that it's, 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 it takes a lot to be able to step back and recognize, Hey, you know, what am I not looking at here? You know, what am I, what am I not getting out of this? Like, like we were talking about earlier with the, you adding more volume in, I mean, that I think was honestly, I think that was probably a big key for you, you know, figuring that out, figuring out range of motion, being able to get rid of the ego and being able to, I mean, you probably, I'm guessing you had to, if, if anything, or if, at the, at the most you you probably did have to lower some weight a little bit to get that further range definitely definitely
1: it was definitely yeah something that you have to get used to you know what i mean it was much harder because you know you had those two to three inches i mean that's a whole different ball game you know what i mean um mm-hmm.
0: skip so. i was waiting for that's what she said yeah. Well, there's been a couple
3: jokes about an inch here and an inch there, but I refrain. It's
0: too early in the day for a Skip. That's what <laughs> he's behaving today. Yeah, oh, you yeah, just woke up.
2: Yeah. I was going to say that you know, um, and a the, lot of people that are introspective about their training and you know they study and they and they think about things. They go with what makes the most sense to them. In the way that their brain works if you know what I'm saying and I'm as guilty of this as anybody you know I think all of us are anyone that's serious about training has been doing it for 10 or 15 years I feel like you know they, they they they've tried several things they've done a lot of research they've done tons of reading but at the end they're always going to go back with what makes sense to them in their mind for muscle growth right but yep. I do think there's something to be said about keeping that open mind and and thinking outside of the box or taking the advice from somebody else. And and I think like in this case, like Nate said, you know, um, adding a little bit of volume, you know, or adding that extra inch range of motion, whatever it might be. Um, I just want to throw that out there.
3: It's very see, easy yeah. to become complacent because we do know that it works. So if you're getting yeah. 2% and you know that you can rely on 2%, then... It it almost seems nonsensical to go and go, well, if I take this chance and get outside, maybe I'll get 4 or 5% when a lot of times it doesn't work and then you end up falling back on what does work. But that's the, you know, what what's the best stimulus, the one that your body is not used to. So to yeah. sit in that comfort zone and continue to do the same thing, likely people say, well, it doesn't work. Uh, or after a certain amount of time it doesn't work it still works it just doesn't work anywhere near as well because the body has adapted to it and gotten used to it so then it becomes not a non-stimulus but a less impactful one because it's predictable the body body knows what's coming and it's not likely to it there's no real reason for it to change
0: yeah so who are you looking forward to competing with uh at new york pro nate because I know that you know by the uh, by the time we get to the show, uh, the work is done. And really, I mean, of course, there's the like the the nervousness of wanting to do your best and perform and all that. But at the same time, man, I've always felt like being able to be at the competition. It's like I made it. I look good. I'm happy with this. Yeah. And you get to showcase it. And I know that there's a bunch of guys that are going to be there that you know.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely very excited, and I think. It's hard to like sort of narrow it down because there's a lot of new guys and I'm a new yeah. guy too so we sort of came up <clears throat> all around the same time. Um I mean between Carlos obviously because I compete with him at Nationals and he beat me, you know, and he's just a phenomenal bodybuilder. So it's cool to sort of stand next to him and then uh with with Beef Stew, you know what I mean, we sort of oh, yeah. are friendly and talk here and there and um I think a lot of people are talking about him and so I think he's a he's definitely one of the favorites to sort of go into it. And then, um, honestly, I think, uh, you know, he's going to shock some people. I think is Eric Wood. Um, yeah. he's looking pretty nuts. Uh, so, I saw him in person. Last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And then I found out Tony O'Burton's doing it. So that's, that'll be interesting. Um, but not, nah, I mean, and then, uh, Brent Swanson, I'm excited to compete with him because we obviously have competed a lot together and, we have a little bit of a history, you know, so it's fun to have a little friendly rivalry.
0: Brent's cool. He's cool. And you guys are yeah, both really, really big dudes, dude. too. So that'd be yeah, cool Brent's to see really you guys. Yeah, Brent's dude.
1: That'd be cool to see And you guys well, are both, both conditioning guys, you know yes. what I mean? So we, yeah. we got to see who has a better conditioning that day. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> I saw him post something this morning, I think it was, um, where his... Um, his insulin pump fell off in the middle of the night. You know, he's type he, one. Diabetic. He's been having a
1: whole lot of stuff happening this prep. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but he had like he went into like diabetic shock. I think one time. Oh and god. Then, um, there was another. I can't remember. He just posted something that happened too. Like recently, like a bunch of stuff just keeps happening to him. Poor guy. Well,
0: his insulin pump fell suck. off? He posted his morning insulin was like five hundred and seventeen.
2: Or something like oh, that right. his, his like morning. morning glucose his, yeah, glucose? Yeah. his sorry oh, his gotcha, yeah his
0: morning gotcha. blood sugar yeah. was uh was 517 he was like it's wow. i'm going to feel like wow. crap for a while here until i can get this under control that's crazy. So that's a, yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That's, wow. that sucks yeah
0: well hopefully he gets that under control and i'm looking forward to see him cuz you're right yeah. man he's a
2: guy who gets absolutely peeled it'll be awesome to see yeah, you guys together hey anything I else
0: feel- you want go ahead
2: i was going to i was going to say i feel like this will be a different new york pro than the yes. last yes like eight or seven years because like for, for all i know like we don't have like justin lr we don't have akeem we don't have you know right. a lot of the new york new jersey guys you know doing it that that we've traditionally you know see do it every year so i think it's it, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting there's a lot of new blood in this one and, and it's kind of the new the new class paving the way for like the next three four five years so it'll, be, it'll definitely be interesting
1: yeah
0: and i think that nate will fit in really well there being that it's it's a contest that new york always likes the really freaky dudes you know if you can bring Mm. some muscle and some nasty conditioning you know you're gonna win the favor of the new york crowd there's no question
1: oh yeah for sure
0: so uh before we went to i wanted to to mention your coaching you know because you're not you're not working at the restaurant anymore you haven't been for a long time how is uh how's coaching going
1: Oh, man, it's been actually amazing. Um, So this year has been pretty loaded up. I mean, I have people, like, in shows most weekends, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. So it's sort of rolling now. And uh, I just feel like, too, like, I'm I'm sure you guys can relate to this. Obviously, I'm much newer, but I'm really – it's really exciting because I feel like I'm getting really good at it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I can see my eyes getting better, and the more people I've worked with, like, it's just becoming more in-, in tune with everything. You know what I mean? Where it's almost like becoming more second nature sometimes. Yeah. So it's really exciting that way. Cause I'm just like getting better, I guess. So that's fun. And then, um, just, you know, I'm getting better clients and everything is just sort of, gro- you know what I mean? It gets, you know, you sort of start out and you don't really have like the crazy roster. Right. So you sort of, it takes a little bit of little time to sort of, you know, build up, get a couple overalls, you know, get a, get a pro curse too. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So sort of breaking through in that phase now and um it's exciting though because i've i've i guess you know obviously the more success you have the more fun it is right so um it's been it's been really fun that way i guess i feel like I've gotten a lot of people in pretty good shape so it's i guess it's you know rewarding that way you know what i mean i guess sometimes you start out and you like second guess yourself hey who's, that's a little guy bailey uh, um, so you sort of like second guess yourself when you start out, you know what I mean? And now I feel like I'm getting more confident within myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a coach.
0: It's a good place to be. And then you end up, it, it you end up learning more about yourself, I think in the process too, you know, through, through oh, seeing definitely. how others respond, you learn more about like what you're good at. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh man, I guess I'm, or what you're, you're bad at. You know, I see people that are like, man, yeah. that guy grows a lot better than I do. Or, You know, I can get a lot leaner than this guy. Like, you start to see your own place in it, too, which I think is really good insight to have. Yeah, definitely. All right. You guys got anything else you want to throw in here? I've been talking too much. I apologize. (laughs) 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 Well, listen, uh, I'll say this. If you guys want to reach out to Nate, what's the best way to hit you up, Nate, for coaching?
1: Uh, Just Instagram, at Nate Spear. Right on. Yeah, should be be following him anyway
0: you know because yeah. he's going to be doing the show you guys want to see how he does and i wish sure. you and andrew the best of luck with this this is going to be freaking cool so andrew you'll have to keep us posted on how things are going man sure thing all right reach out I'm to Thank- yeah oh absolutely man and reach out to andrew uh com. reach out to skip you can go to him uh team skip.com mcnally diets at com. and as i mentioned uh Thank you for following our shows. Thank you to our Patreon people. And if you're uh, interested in supporting our programming, go to Patreon. And uh, you can support us through nutrition.com, as well as supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. All right, guys, we'll see you soon.